Engage. He's film critic Lucas Hardwick. And he's writer Alex Greenwood. And you're watching Trek Takes, or maybe you should be. You know, the only way to live long and prosper and enjoy your favorite Star Trek series is to talk to or listen to Lucas and I every Friday morning. We have the latest and greatest takes that we had from watching Picard Season 3. And so far, so good. And we're having a blast doing this podcast. So come and listen to us. Join in on the fun and live long and prosper. And we may just have the view screens open. We'll do it in video. And if you're a subscriber to the show, you too can watch us in all our glory. I mean, Lucas, <laughs> who would want to look at these two dudes? I mean, seriously. Pretty handsome fellas. I think I think you nailed it. So as the man said, uh, every week, every Friday, Mysterious Goings On feed, wherever you get your podcast, it's Trek Takes with Lucas Hardwick and Alex Greenwood. Welcome to Mysterious Goings On, the podcast about creativity, writing, and mystery. Every week we talk about all kinds of great fiction and meet the people who write it. We also feature explorations about creativity in all walks of life. Your host, Alex Greenwood, will join you right after this. Everybody, I think Lucas Hardwick's on this, but I'm not sure. He could perhaps be <laughs> an imposter. Man is the warmest place to hide on the USS Titan. <laughs> you win. You win. You win that one. Damn you. You're too good. Oh, jeez. Hey, if you're not sure who we are and what we're doing, this is Trek Takes, a special miniseries as part of your Mysterious Goings On feed. If you're a Mysterious Goings On listener, you're in luck. You get this one and five more after this every Friday. Sorry we were late today and more about that in a moment. And you get film critic uh, Lucas Hardwick and you get me, your host, Alex Greenwood. If you're not a Star Trek fan, this doesn't interest you. That's okay. Maybe listen to the first four or five minutes. We get credit for it um, as a download, and then uh, you can move about your business. Well, how's that sound? Anyway, if, if you do like it, though, we'd love to hear from you. We're, we keep hearing. Uh, Lucas, don't let me forget. I, I got some mailbag. Um, oh, oh, I can't wait. Yeah, I can't so wait. I, don't even, I didn't even tell you before we started. Do we? When do we do mailbag, even? Uh, I don't even know. I, I think we do it to... Uh, Let's think, let's get it out of the way because it's more about last episode, right? So right. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Let yeah. me. All right, let me just real quick here. No, I don't mean to say get it out of the way as it's a, as if it's a burden. I don't mean. It I, like I that. think you. I think man, you just kind of already. I'm gonna have to go edit that. I'm just. Kidding. Oh, it's, no one's I'm just gonna. It, nobody's gonna care. They're gonna like. I get it, man. I get it. All right, wait a minute. Where is it? Where is it? Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, okay. Uh, well, first of all, uh, listener Clint from Oklahoma City says, I just hate that when Picard is over, you guys won't be doing any more Star Trek pods. Um, oh. I've got them set up on my schedule viewing and listening. And I'm just like, well, that, I said, oh, wow. And I said, well, we have some thoughts about that. But uh, I just want to tell you, that's not the question. That, that's just the oh, comment. Okay. Oh, there's a question. Oh, I can't yeah. wait. But uh, any thoughts on the comment? Is that, at the very least, it's, well, gosh I, darn it, I, that's I, flattering. I'm, I'm flattered. I'm flattered because we just get on here and have fun. And to the, the fact that someone uh, is, is so, uh, gets so much enjoyment out of us having enjoyment doing this is, is really something. So it just yeah. it just makes it feel less like, I mean, it's great to have fun and and have other people enjoy you having fun. So it really is. Um, I will just say this: um, Lucas and I have thoughts, and that's, that's. I just think for now, let's leave it at that because it takes away from what we're doing now. If we say sure. we're going to do something, and we haven't decided on anything, but I will say this: I think we both expressed to one another the past few weeks that we're we're both enjoying this too. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's mostly for Lucas because he gets to talk about Star Trek, not to be with me, but. <laughs> But but I'm working. I got five more episodes after this to to, to to you know get his attention, bring him on board. Okay, here's the question, Lucas, my friend. Here it is, and uh, this is so funny. Your listeners want to know. He says, "Question: When the recruitment center was destroyed, what ship fired the weapon?" That's a good question. <laughs> That's what I said. I yeah. wrote. I wrote. Good question. I don't know. <laughs> well, here's my thought. I think it came from. Well, it wouldn't have come from within the facility, would it? Nope, um, I don't think so. 
No. Was the Shrike? Can the was it the Shrike? Was it cloak? Can the Shrike cloak? I don't remember. Well, the Shrike was like lost in that nebula at the time, wasn't it? I mean. Oh wait. So this is another. This is a weapon from some other source. Okay. Okay. So it's not that's the Shrike. A, that, that's. I, I don't think so. I don't. Maybe it is, but I. I severely unless the Shrike does some sort of portals itself. You know, real quick well, and, and back. You know. The, wait. Could the portal weapon work? You know what? We don't know. We could sit here for twenty minutes going. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. My my original. I mean, it, it's just something that never occurred to me. But well, because you didn't really know at the time what you were seeing. Right. You just like, well, wow, this building Pac-Man itself right through, you know, <laughs> right right through the planet and back on top of itself, and you, you right. just don't you don't understand what you're seeing, so you don't even know where that could come from. Um, you know, I'm going to tell you, I don't know either. And I, I don't think, know. I think you are always way, way more on top of that kind of thing than I am. But Clint, I'll tell you what, we're going to, we're going to keep that in our memory bank and think about it. It'll be yeah. at memory alpha and uh, we'll revisit that. Um, I, if we don't find out, uh, I hope it's not a plot hole, dude. I hope we never, I hope we find out. I hope there's some, something. Yeah. And I, I kind of, you know, now that it's brought up, I feel like the whole, uh, Sneed, Kren, uh, Rafaela, and wharf thing may have something to do with that yeah absolutely maybe, maybe there's a connection with yeah. that organization you know well let me ask you another quick question before we get into the imposters real quick uh, is uh, is the wharf uh rafi Kren, cringe sneed sam sneed whatever all that stuff was <laughs> is that the a story or the b story i think that's the b story i feel like that's the b story i asked that question because i agree with you one and two i just want to piss off people who think it's the a story all right well, so okay, <laughs> I'm, just kidding. Right. I'm kidding i mean it, it is the nuts and bolts it is like really nuts and bolts of what's going on uh -huh. but it, it it it's not driving the entire plot like the titan story is. well and it, the, the name of the show is picard so it's picard it's yeah well, by by yeah. necessity but there's people who are like man yeah. i could just watch a whole series with rafi and, well, and i like, don't know about it like that. uh i mean that's all interesting and good and fine or whatever but uh, uh you know uh, i i get you get one spinoff from a great star trek here now everybody wants a spinoff from a star trek well character. you know of course dorney was been pushing for captain Worf for you know 20 I think, years i think michael dorn would be i don't know if you can put a show around around wharf though oh so we're putting him where i see lucas is putting dorn where i put the lead actor uh diego luna from andor i don't <laughs> think andor. He, i don't think he can see and yeah. i'm in the minority here i think lucas is, disagrees with me a little on this but i don't think the guy uh, i'm not talking about andor i know but i don't if you haven't heard that yet i don't think diego luna is a great leading man i don't think he can carry the show i think the show is more interesting when there are other people on screen. That's just I, my opinion. I, I think I think the character of Andor is not a leading character. Fair enough. The actor is fine, I guess. You're right. Yeah, and I think Dorn is a great actor. I don't know that Worf is a is a lead character. Is like a no. you can't build a show around Worf. I okay. That's I'm with opinion. you. I'm with you. Well, you know what? Again, folks, this is all about opinions here on Trek Takes. And again, episode five, Imposter. What's going on on this one, brother? <sighs> a lot. <laughs> Uh, you know, I got, I got real, you know, I made the, the joke with the thing at the beginning, but the, I was just sitting here watching bits and pieces of it just to refresh my memory a little bit before we started. And I'm getting thing vibes, vibes from John Carpenter's the thing, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, and of course, when you talk about changelings, I think that's, that's built into that. You know, the thing is built into that. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I've got, I've got a few theories, uh, that I've, I've thought about for the past a few days about things that are going do you remember the tng episode conspiracy oh absolutely first wonder, uh, first big episode of the first season yeah and it was it was the penultimate was it the ultimate it was the end it was, it the was finale. like the, at the finale i think yeah first and season. it was and that one made me think a lot of john carpenter's the thing at the time uh and i'm wondering i'm wondering these changelings are just a little different I, it makes me wonder if this is not some loose follow-up or sequel to conspiracy because conspiracy was wide open at the end Remember, didn't they take didn't at the they, end? It was like, who it, knows what they, will happen? They, they, might they be, never they touched might be it back. again. They never went come back to it. Maybe this is them coming Dude, back. Dude, I have no. You, I don't know. I don't know. I don't you're, know. You're, you're, I'm not going to say my mind is blown by this, but my mind it's, is it's definitely. Not my, it's not it's mind open. blowing. No, no. I thought of conspiracy, but I didn't. I okay. I'll be straight up. I was going to sit here on the show today. I still am. I'm going to say. I'm a little disappointed in uh, something's infiltrated Starfleet, that tired old line, but fine. But now that you say this, what if, because Terry Metallus, this guy, 
What if he went all the way back and he's pulling those little crab-like creatures into the, and maybe they took over parts of yeah. the, or, 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 or what do you call I mean, it? They, uh, they, uh, mutated some uh, Dominion folks or H-Angels. Well, because the changelings are evolving, according to Dr. Crusher, and they're, they're behaving more like the creatures in the thing where they replicate all the way down to the organs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Uh, uh, and the organs don't, the organs well, are intact until, you know, they're, they're and if, atta attacked. And I, I, as I was having lunch with somebody recently, said, how are your organs? It, that's an end joke for probably one listener. Don't don't even worry. I'll tell you offline. But it was anyway. The All listener right. will probably laugh when he hears that. Um, you, oh, damn man, that's a I, listen. I, I, impressive. Well done. <laughs> well, I've got another. I've got another couple theories. But let's you, go. You, your turn. Go. You you go. Well, I, I don't know if I have a theory. Actually, I we don't have to have a theory. Just so you can talk about the show. But I I I was a little. But here's the thing. I, I made an ass of myself uh, <laughs> bitching about Shaw from, from, from episode one. I was just like, you know, uh, uh, you know, and that actor, I couldn't place him. And then I realized I finally had to go look him up, by the way. He, he did a, a couple of episodes of one of my all-time favorite shows, Justified as a Bad Guy. And oh, now, okay. and I went, oh, my God. he's so, But he's so much cooler as Shaw than that guy. But anyway, um. I, 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 but I made an ass of myself and I thought Shaw was just being a one-dimensional, charmless, not interesting guy. And of course, I'm totally wrong. But I am disappointed a little until I just talk. See, this is why I talk to you. Because <laughs> I get wrapped around my own axle, a lot of bullshit. And you're the one who's like, but have you thought of this, my friend? I'm like, oh, damn it, he got me again. I'm disappointed in that and one other thing. And we'll talk okay. more about it. Okay. I'm disappointed about Red Jack. Red Jack? That's Jack what I call I I call it Jack well, Crusher Red Jack from now on because he's well, Red okay, well, Jack. This, this I'm is disappointed this. because this gets into my my next my other theory. Okay, I, and I'd say I did kind of get an inkling of this online. But do you remember our Pa Wraith friends from DS Nine and how they get glowing red eyes and stuff? What if he's possessed by Pa Wraith? Again, you know, now you're just pissing me off. You're showing off. <laughs> I had a little help with that one, but I'm like, <sighs> but but remember, remember, we we we're really looking for a Cisco connection, and he's he's gone off to Bajoran heaven right now. How are you going to get him back with a Pare demon? You know that that could bring Cisco into this thing. I, I, listen, I'll, if that happens, and if the Cisco returns, uh, remember check the local hospital. Because that's where I'll be <laughs> hooked up to a damn IV. Am now, I what, just just here? I mean, just, what do you think about that? If if you know, I mean, just because that that that's a door, that's a know. gateway. It's, if the paw rates are involved, that's a gateway to get the emissary back. You know, this is why you're going to be writing TV and movies, and I'm not because you thought of that. it this way. No, I'm serious. I'm a little disappointed in myself now because I you're. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm flipping him off because, and it's it's out of love, but I'm flipping him off. That's such a good thought, my brother. You really thought it through. But now, admittedly, I was very tired yesterday when I got. Home. I've been traveling all week. That's why we're late, by the way. I forgot to apologize, ladies and gentlemen. It was my fault. I had to travel. There was no way I could do the show from a hotel room because I wouldn't even have time. I was working like 14 hours that day. I could not even watch the show, and I didn't know if I could get Paramount Plus except on my phone, and I was not going to do that. Right. Um, but anyway, so sorry about that. My fault. My bad. But we're only a day day or so late now. Um, Here's let me let me step back here. The red jack comment. I call him that because one, he the red eyes too. He wore a red uniform and and he's kind of murderous. He has murderous thoughts and all this. But my thought was, do you remember first season of Picard? Mm -hmm. Was it? I try, was, I'm trying not to, but yeah, yeah. I mean, well, let's let's try to let's everybody everybody hold on tight to grit your teeth. But the uh, I forget the character's name, but she was like this mutant thing. Uh, was it Data's daughter or what was it? Anyway. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, she yeah. was this great power and activated, and I'm just like, ah. so I saw shades of this, and I don't like it. That right? Yeah, I, I, yeah. You know, it's it's you know when you see somebody have these like they have bad dreams and they have visions. I don't know. I mean, it's kind of a worn out old trope. You know what I mean? Where it's they a little tropey. I mean, but I, to the credit of the writers, it's like. If you've got to have a troubled character, it's hard to argue with the me that method of getting that troubledness across. Is that right or wrong? I mean, what do you think? I mean, where he's just like, oh, I'm so tortured and I got these visions. Ah, you know. Um, okay. If, I mean, okay. It, it's, it's kind of tired. Yeah, it's pretty tired. But it's like it's it's if you need the, the character to be so troubled, I don't know how else you can get across their mental uh, dysfunction. 
Okay, okay, let's let's just say this. We're both somewhat accomplished writers. How would you how would you write? Are you can you not think of a way you would write this if you were writing this um, episode? I think the dreams, I think a bad dream is probably a good way to do it. Um I'm just thinking I'm 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 hooked on this possession thing and I'm like how would you uh show if Jack knows he's possessed how and, and he obviously knows he's troubled but he's obviously hiding it and the audience needs to be hidden from it for a while but we need mm -hmm. to start seeing shades of it how do we do that one I think bad dreams is is pretty easy you know yeah, pretty, way, okay. pretty good way All to right. do that right. I get I, I can get along with that um but I don't, I don't, I, hallucinations is another, but, but let's not make them abstract hallucinations. What if they're just, you know, to me, something, uh, I was thinking about this recently. Um, when you see something that you think is one thing and then it's another, it to me is like terrifying. So what if you did uh, a hallucination along those lines instead of this veiny red stuff all over the place? And it was like, you know, you see something, you think it's one thing and then it actually, the closer you get to it, you find out it's something else entirely. And it's something, you know, you, you're, and it maybe even look, look like something out of a, like out of a dream, something super abstract. That's that almost like AI, you know what, you know, what I got to think about was these AI art uh, projects that people are doing and how, yeah. And how like those creep me out because they look normal at first, but then when you get on closer inspection, you 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 see these faces that have extra rows of teeth or they've got extra fingers or something, and that's when you get really creeped out. So what if you manifest troubledness, you know, uh, in some sort of form like that? Man, I'm I'm really rambling today. No, you're not, and I'm listening very carefully because um, is any of it making any sense? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Of course. Uh, okay. I, that, I, as a writer, that's how I would maybe try to manifest something like that is something that you feel safe with at first, but then as you get uh, closer to it or you look at a closer inspection, you realize it's not anything like what you thought it was. To me, that is like the most terrifying thing to let me know that I'm, I'm in, I'm in trouble here. You know, I'm thinking now, so I'm just trying to answer my own question now. And I, I, by the way, I think you, you're like, yeah, dude, you know, this is, this is a tough one to do. Right. Um, yeah, it is. It is. How would I do it? And dr dreams, there's a reason a lot of things, things are called tropey or cliche or hackney. It's because it's generally overdone because what other way is there? So that's fair. Let's be fair with mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. um, I just wish, actually, we just saw him do the things he did when he killed the four changelings uh -huh. with no... I would be happy with this and and I would be he's I like would, Jason Bourne out of nowhere. Yeah, but he has he's but he's got the red eyes. Yeah, he's he's like eyes. old red eye, which is not the same as old one eye. You don't want to be old one eye because that's a dog walking away from the camera. All right. So or a cat. Yeah. All right. Sorry. That was awful, folks. Um, all right. You know what? That's we could woolly that with the death. But I, I I I like your answer. I think my answer is a way to do it. But it's still it's still how do you do this? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, but fine. So those were the things. Can I, can I, we want to move on or is there more on this? Uh, that we can, we can keep on going. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, no, man, we're going to keep talking about this. Okay. Okay. We, we talk about whatever. Let's go. Let's just talk all right. about all of it. Now. All right. Can I just, and I've got some, some notes. We're, I want to save my poached eggs for later towards the end. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Can I just say this? I want to make a couple of statements here. And this is about uh, some characters who don't do a lot of talking, but are freaking impressive. Uh, one of them's named Titan. The other one's named Intrepid yes oh holy shit is that excuse my wow. french but is that wow. ship not cool and then when it especially sorry spoilers do occur in this show i don't make apologies you should have already watched this if you're listening all right but when the wounded intrepid shot that incredible it shot up when, it, and when it starts to rise you can feel the hate coming off of that ship you know that that ship is entirely compromised at that moment it's it, it the yeah, exactly they the, they get such a good job with the effects to reinforce that the ship is compromised it's evil it's the bad guy and what i love though it's got okay it's got two can i just this is like me filling in blanks that may not exist here but when it comes up one that shot's very very much enterprise rathacon yes. uh, submarine warfare with the with the yes. reliant you got that coming but then also 
the Enterprise has the eye patch with the photon torpedo tube, right? right? It's only got one that works, but that's kind of this thing you're getting a kind of a piratical yeah. thing with the left nacelle being taken out by a character. We'll get in that in a minute. It's on fire and it's plasma mm -hmm. and it's venting plasma, and not the way I do after Mexican food. And it's just like coming up. <laughs> I thought that was such a skillful, skillful. Yes. Uh, subtext they were using is very well done thoughts yes i i really i really like that I, I i i love the design of that ship which is uh built another bill krauss design and uh a little great. A, a little trivia here that is according to what i've seen online it's the duderstadt class class and it was a tribute to doug drexler's wife Dor dorothy duder and uh which is which is really kind of nice and it, in spite of, it's named uss intrepid which we all know the Voyager was an Intrepid class, but I think the USS Intrepid, from what I saw on Dave Blass's Twitter, re refers back to uh, some the original series. Well, it? no. Well, he had a USS Intrepid aircraft carrier patch that he had as a child, and he put it on a bicycle that he had refurbished. So I thought that was all very cool. Well, see, remember too, just but I'm, this is I think you're you're exactly right. I, but just remember, listeners and, and and perhaps viewers, there may be some viewing going on soon here. Uh, the the Intrepid and TOS was in the Tholian Web incident went into interface. That's right. And then it made a return in Enterprise season four. Wait, was that the, that was the, the mirror? The mirror. Oh my God! Was it the I blew it. See, this is. <laughs> I, can we just start over? Because you're just killing. I'm tired, folks. I've been and he's smart and young. Oh my God, that's the defiant. I, I, the I intrepid. The intrepid was a ship full of Vulcans killed in the immunity syndrome. Oh, thank no, you see, for that, stopping me. See, there we go. I did. I, I would have pulled that out of my hat, but yeah, you're right, dude. I'm so you're right. I'm. You know what though? We don't edit this stuff out because this is two guys having a convo, you know and this is what dudes hey. do. But you know what? People like it. It makes everyone else feel like uh, we're just one of them. You know exactly. We're not. You know, we're not. We're not. Uh, we're honorary track experts, but we're not track experts. But oh my God, I can't believe I said that. Okay, so the Intrepid though was the the all Vulcan crew lost in the in the uh, in the the, orig the original intrepid. the original. I was thinking of the Defiant. Um, can we just put, I withdraw my statement on that. So never mind. But you're right about that. I think you're more. Well, I said before I even said it. You, the, the guy in the bicycle there you go that's why it's it is but yeah. i've always i've always loved that name it's a great ship um i just wanted to give a little love to the to the ship porn there though i thought i just thought oh, it was great yes. i thought that was great yeah i love the new design and i've seen lots of commentary online about how um uh it, it's they discovered that that the, this style this kind of that refit constitution kind of ish yeah. style was mm -hmm. a better for the warp bubble the warp field and it just flies better you know all that stuff yeah, i love yeah. i love the the internal retcon in people's heads about this yeah stuff. i oh, love that's it. i love that stuff that's it's cool. it's so fun it, really which cool. and the real answer is just that terry metallis has good taste that's what it is well, well we need is ships that look like star trek ships again instead of these micro machines or something yeah, or whatever yeah yeah um th that was one thing if i could do one more i uh i'd do it all you want all right man thank you i was saying uh I may have hit it all. Well, hey, why don't why don't I throw it to you? Um, we had a bit of a surprise on this episode, didn't we? Uh, Rolaren. Rolaren. Yeah. Rolaren. That that was really cool. That I it, it was funny is I I kind of felt that coming. As and I'm like, who could this be? I I saw I like whoever this commander that's about to walk through this door is going to be a big surprise. And I thought, who would who would be one they could dig up? And I thought. Could it be? Could it be Ensign Rowe? And sure enough, wow. there it was. You son of a gun! I had no clue about being Rowe. That was not I, who that I That was it one of be. the. That was one that came up in my mind. I'm like, surely, surely not. But then it was, you know. And and what a, an emotional, really emotional exchange between her and Picard. They they really hashed out some business there, and they had to to make sure they were who they said they were, because um, they both know they both know what's going on. Okay, I'll tell you who I thought it was going to be later. I want to get into that. So what was, was that, was that to, to paraphrase Guinan something more than friendship, you know, they had between them or was it more mentor and mentee? I was getting a vibe that maybe, it was a, rom no? a romantic deal or un unrequited romance. Unrequited. I think it maybe could have gone that way, but I also think they're also too much alike in some ways for that to be realistic they're both very strong strong willed and and uh 
they what am I trying to say? They they really stand beside their own dogma, I guess, or their own beliefs, you know, whether even though they don't agree, you know, originally they didn't originally, but they stood they stood behind their own beliefs so strongly. And so um so my friend, my friend, uh you can you can be that way and butt heads and still have a great hot house on fire romance really. well that's true you can you really can just say i'm not saying i've been there but <laughs> it can happen when i was younger and prettier these things happen um you know uh but yeah maybe long term they're not and, and but he but he broke her heart and she broke I, his right yeah i i think i think there's i think you're right i think there is some sort of like blending of of friendship and uh, a, a romance there. Yeah, and you know who was jealous of that it was Riker. He, you could just tell he was like, "Oh, oh yeah, yeah." That's why I couldn't get to step one with this gal. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I think I think Riker always had a bit for her. I, I really yeah. do. Yeah, but maybe not. I don't know. Um, but also, but anyway, uh, she had some work done. It's obvious too. By the way, uh, I, I, oh, you mean on the, the, the yeah. On, yeah, wrinkles. yeah. The the original Ensign Rowe had that was the early designs of Bajoran right. yeah. on Next Generation, and they had a ridge at the top of their eyebrow that come down to the ridges on their nose. Right. And of course, when we got into DS Nine, those those eyebrow ridges went away. And now she her her little Bajoran ridges in this were barely noticeable. They weren't they weren't quite the Sydney Opera House thing, kind of like yeah, Kai Wynn's yeah. hat or whatever, but also <laughs> I think it's let's look, let's just do some headcanon here, a little retconning. I think it's obvious that the the ridges and the, the design went away just like they just like the Klingons had their situation. So right, uh, right. that's that's what I choose to say, but I sure. I was not meaning the actress Michelle Forbes had any work done. She looks lovely and um um Anyway, but uh, I, by the way, got to say, Ro Laren was never a favorite of mine. I thought she was pretty interesting. I am in the camp that is glad, frankly, Michelle didn't take on the role that became Major Kira on DS9, um, only because I, well, I love Nana, and I just think the Ro character, but but I, here here's where I'm probably wrong, but I think the character would have been uh, maybe not as, I don't know, I felt like it might have been one or two note character, but yeah i agree i agree because you do i I think i think major kira was a a more dynamic because you knew more about her history she had a reason to be so hateful about cardassians and everything in general but uh ro laren was kind of more one-dimensional she just hated starfleet and you know was just kind of bitchy all the time kind of kind of so did you uh you know i i thought the the security commander coming over um of course the first thing you hear was like refuses to use the transport I thought, well dr mccoy is clearly not coming over yeah well i i was trying to i was trying to figure out that was oh what is it i know engineers they love to change things they love um, to change things that i i you know i was as i was watching that again i i i was trying to figure out i know why they had her bring a shuttle over now because but why did you know they narratively they needed her to bring a shuttle over so that on the way back they could blow her up and just you know she could fly into the nacelle of the intrepid right that's why Mm -hmm. we needed Mm -hmm. that's why we needed a shuttle but why did ro laren need a shuttle to come over right because she didn't she wasn't intending to get blown up and fly the ship the you know the shuttle into the ship right uh but why did you know that was uh, maybe it's just a little tiny little plot hole uh or maybe i'm missing something but well was it because she felt like the that the that there were uh dominion not dominion but changeling spies on there were and there obviously were dominions or she thought there could uh, be and they would know what to look for i yeah it's a little uh, maybe we're missing something need to watch this again i don't know but yeah but i i don't know i just didn't think it would be row i i wasn't 100 percent sure i i mean i knew it wouldn't be odo of course um, I, I thought it, Kira flashed through my mind for a second. Then, I, of course, I went to Kira and I'm like, no, I bet I, it could be Roe. could be Ensign Roe. Well, because you knew Kira, Kira would, Kira would rank a colonel. She would never be like on a Starfleet ship anyway. Right. Starfleet, yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. Uh, yeah, she had yeah. an honorary brevet rank of, in Starfleet for a couple episodes, you know, but that's all. Yeah. But anyway, I, I wasn't 100% sure. I didn't think it'd be Roe. I had a few thoughts in my head about that, but um none of it really worked um you you know part of me wondered well would nog have somehow been maybe there but then he was in command not security i so. i also thought too maybe it was uh elizabeth Dennehy. but she, i think she'd be 
Unless it, and if it wasn't the security commander, I would have thought so too, because she would have been captain of the Intrepid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, by then, she'd have to be. Uh, I mean, and not everybody makes admiral, so you know. I mean, yeah. you know what I mean. And she was yeah. younger than everybody, so I don't know. It, it's anyway. That's people play your 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 play your game of telephone at home about this. Um, yeah. So I I uh, I I thought that the uh, the ships look cool. I thought that the pacing of the episode was was very good. Yes. Um, I I would love to get. Let's talk about the guy I was totally wrong about. Let's talk about Captain Shaw for a moment. Oh yeah, we? yeah, yeah. I was just looking at my Shaw note here. The yeah. glee he took when he said, "You're oh. getting ready to get your asses handed to you." Tell, expound on that. Um. Well, I just I think it's great to see him just because like he's been a little restrained. He's been towing the line the last couple of it because they needed to get out of the shit storm sorry that out of the trouble they were in and you know he's like you know okay even his ass is on the line so he's like well let's get out of here and now and then Riker turns command back over to him i mean he's a by the book guy yeah obviously i mean he could have he could have been uh you know uh, crappy towards Riker all this time but you know he did what he was told he wasn't in command and as soon as Riker turned back command over to him you know he's like okay now it's time to you know he goes i've already contacted starfleet command and I love the line. So the three of you can get your bullshit story straight. Uh, <laughs> I laughed out loud at that. I, loved, I did too. I, I, I did love too. that. And, you know, he was like, all right, I'm going to let these guys see this through. And when they're done, are you done? Now? It's almost like when you're in trouble. Are you done now? Okay, well, get your shit together because, you know, you're about to be in trouble. So do, do I, you I, think I, that's, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no. You're fine. Go ahead. Do you think then that that's the reason, one reason why he didn't readily just take command back as soon as he could. He waited till the, it was kind of fully done and done and we're back in yeah, safe Harbor. Yeah, and now yeah. it's like, now it's my and, ship again and, I, and you and people and are I, in trouble. And I think that says a lot about Shaw as a, as a commander, as a leader, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, he's, he's not impulsive. Uh, I think that indicates that he's not necessarily impulsive, that uh, he is, he is, his long game is, you know, the safety and security of his ship. And I think he needed to make sure everything, that whole process was sought through. And these guys got them in trouble. He wanted to, they got them out of the trouble and okay, now it's, it's his ship again. And he's going to, he's going to take care of business. So He's an engineer who worked his way up and became a captain, which is not, actually usual in Starfleet. Right, right. Uh, when I first learned that, I thought about the Battlestar Galactica reboot. Do you remember when the Pegasus, went, speaking of Michelle Forbes, went through like right. three commanders? And then the John Hurd, the late John Hurd, played um, oh, that's right. the chief engineer. And he was just yeah. ill-equipped to be captain. And when yeah. he was he was never happier than to go down below decks to his death to in the engineering department to save everybody because he it was evident he was not cut out. Right. I'm starting to wonder if Shaw is uh, a captain by virtue. Oh, I mean, he's not incompetent. Please don't think that. I'm just. This is just me supposing here. But I'm wondering if Shaw is uh, the product of a lot of recent personnel losses and and trying to build up the captaincy again after the Dominion War. Um, that that doesn't happen yeah. overnight, by the way. This idea that oh, the Dominion War was 20 years ago, or you know what? Well. Yeah, you know how long it takes to make a captain, right? So I, I, I just, I, I, this is like not me making a definitive belief. It's just I'm just throwing it out that this would cross my mind. Any thoughts on on Shaw as a captain? Uh, versus an engineer, or having come from engineering, I guess uh, that, or just compare him to other known captains. You know, I, I don't know. I, li- I like the guy. I think it, we haven't really get to see him do a whole lot as as a captain, other than just be uh you know be troubled that his ship has been taken over you know which he rightly should be as a captain so i as a you know honestly when we actually whenever Riker and picard first come on board we i got the impression that seven and nine was doing most of the work around there uh because she come and greeted them and brought them on board she took Mm -hmm. them to shaw at first you're thinking like oh well i see shaw's one of these guys that hides out in the ready room all day Mm-hmm. while uh seven and nine commander seven's running the ship you know mm-hmm. but then the more i see it unfold and the more i see him get to shine i the more i realize like well yeah uh you know he is in charge of the ship and uh you know he i don't know i, th- I think he's i th- i think he's probably a pretty good captain like i said we haven't really got to see him do a whole lot of captain stuff okay um 
I think he's obviously a, a great as a writer. He's the guy you I in my series of books, and we're not going to talk about my books, but I have a character who is like that, who who just can flip off those one liners. And uh, I know you've read one of my books. I think you read the last one. He's hardly yeah. in that one, by the way. But he well, there's also another character who's kind of an alter ego to the, the hero, but he, he does, too. But there's another actual flesh and blood character who does that. And, and the fans love him. But what I realized was a little bit of him goes a long way. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And if Shaw is a constant, you said you didn't get to see him do much. I think if Shaw is constantly this smart assy, justifiably so guy, and you see him all the time, um, you get tired of it. I think Q became overexposed. Right. A little bit that's, of Q went a long way. That's true. That, as a writer, I'm well, talking as a writer. Mm -hmm. I agree. I, I see a lot of people lobbying for shaw to get his own show to get his own series uss titan series you know i mean we got we got that with captain pike and it was disappointing uh <laughs> captain, captain pike is great in it but that show is not what i wanted it to be anyway well, they don't, you know if this was written better it'd be he'd be, it'd be fantastic right. uh but like um you know i don't know that i want a shaw series more than the more than i would rather see just an entirely new star trek series set on the bridge of the enterprise you know, Enterprise G, let's go. Let's do it. Yeah, that you know, I I, I like Shaw, but I I don't again like Warp. I don't know that you can build a series around Shaw. I think you know who I you know what would happen. Seven would steal that show, and it would be Seven's show. And that and I and I and look, I this is not popular either. And I I swear to dog, I am not a contrarian. I'm not one of those people who just likes to be. I mean, Lucas, you've known me online and personally long enough to know I don't yeah. just fire right. shit off just to be uh, i'm different look at me you know right it's yeah me. the hill i'm gonna die on is that you know we should have had a captain nog series right after ds9 i know that's unpopular <laughs> i'm not that guy but i i don't love what they've done with seven not gonna lie i think again jerry ryan we go way back me and jerry we did a, we did a show together <laughs> I, just, I love to say that it's the crack deal she was born the same day as a buddy of mine and he's always called her his cosmic twin or something and i always like to tease it so well i was on a movie set with her ha! anyway um i just don't i don't love what they did and i um i don't i would not be terribly interested in the seven and rafi show just going to tell you, um, but no, uh, no, I'm not interested in that. No. I'm not. I'm not in a. I'm not in her at all. Um, so there's that. But I'm with you. I just look. Let's. Well, I think uh, uh, our buddy Pete posted posted this on Twitter a while back. Pot whistle guy. Um, oh, that. Uh, he, I, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he said he said something like, "Can't we just have a a wonderful show of moving forward without you know." Just what you said, basically, and and like some people were, I think I don't know if I remember. Maybe I didn't. Maybe it just looked like some people were not all that excited to see that. I don't know. Well, I mean, it would be another next generation. Let's do that. You know, hmm. you, 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 well, not with those characters. No, right, exactly. I mean? Yeah, but yeah. you know, the, the difference between Star Trek and then Star Trek: The Next Generation. Yet you were, you know, you know, what forty years down the road or something, and you've got a whole new crew on a whole new ship. Uh, that's called Enterprise, yeah. and they're strange new worlds. Uh, seek out new life and new civilizations. You yeah. know that's uh, that's what I think. That's what I really love to see is a new yeah. Star Trek show on the Enterprise. You know, there's a saying, and and listen, I've lived long enough to tell you it's true. You can't go home again. That's true. And mm -hmm. everybody wants to go home again. And um, the the thing that and people don't like this term but just for to save time people who love new track to a degree uh the people who work on it i mean the people who wrote it and there's people and the people who love it to a degree uh new track is trying to have all the fancy fancy new stuff but we're going to pack it full of the easter eggs and the fan the fan appreciate you know the 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 fan uh, why am i blanking on the term the fan service and all that stuff what that what that's doing though it's when i was a kid it's funny i was just listening to deck 78 the trexpert show and they're doing it on battlestar galactica and they're talking about that and i'm only halfway through but i know they're going to talk about battlestar 78 which is the original and then battlestar 1980 mm -hmm. which was trust me as a young child then i was 11 or 12 in terribly disappointed in because it was just awful um um 
you, you, it was just like, hey, let's take the costumes and let's take the used footage we've used before, rehash that, and oh, Lauren Green wouldn't walk away. They put a beard on him. And then let's make a kid who's a super genius, Dr. Z. And it just sucked. And that's what I'm thinking about a lot of the newer <laughs> Trek. It's just like, let's well, dress it yeah. up. Let's throw in a few things that the fans will love. And yay! And I'm just not there. So I'm with you. That's a long way of me saying... I don't want to see a seven show. I mean, if they make it, God bless. Jerry Ryan deserves to work. Sure. She's she's great. Um, if they do a Captain Shaw show, I'll give it a shot. But I yeah, would like yeah. you. I would just like to see us move on. Yeah, and I know I've had my theory about Captain Seven on Enterprise G. That doesn't mean I I'm a, that doesn't mean that I, I I that that I think that's a great idea. I think it could be good, uh, mm-hmm. but I would much rather see just a whole new whole new crew on a whole yeah. new ship. Yeah, you know, and and. Uh, and, and it'd be not a prequel, you know, to Star Trek like Discovery was. And I mean, it would by nature be a sequel, I guess, but it doesn't need to be connected. No, it doesn't need to be so connected. Deep Space Nine was only they connected it to, you know, Next Generation for the, to start it out. Well, then they brought Warf in. I will say that. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. but and and they did that to try to boot, bump it up a little bit. But the writing got so much better on that. But anyway, I digress. It did. It did. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I just, yeah. yeah, it would just be refreshing to have just a new next new uh, quote unquote. I'm using finger quotes. Next generation. Yeah, and by the way, listeners, I I'm not yucking your yum. I say that a lot, but I I, I just this is just for me, and, and also like if you know if I if I were got lucky enough to get to write on a show like that, it would be so fun to just write something in the Star Trek framework in the sense of to boldly go where no one has gone before. Let's do that. You know, you've got, yeah, you've got the hierarchy of command. You've got these ships that we know some something about their technical, uh, you know, uh, abilities and what goes on with them technologically. You've got all of that groundwork uh, right there. And you could just, you could, it would be so freeing to just go and build a whole new narrative oh, yeah. just with, just with those few tools that you know about Star Trek. And then you've got the freedom. You can do whatever you want from there on out, you know? Right. I, I love it. Let's go to B story. Uh, what did you okay. think about the 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 Rafi uh, Wharf, uh, uh, you know, Avengers, whatever they are? Uh, uh, thing? <laughs> that is kind of a that's a good analogy. I like yeah. that. I that's get really one good. once in a while. And I'm, that's really good. <laughs> thank God I had something today. Uh, you're being too hard on yourself. I'm just tired. Uh, <laughs> uh, I I uh, you know I don't know why they had to have a fight to the death. Uh, I, I didn't pick up on that, uh, but luckily they were sparring on the ship, so that you know we knew they could fight. I, was, I saw the sparring on the ship, and I'm like, Ugh, okay, but whatever. You know, I can live with it. It's fine. It doesn't ruin the show for me. What I did really like about that scene is Kirk Acevedo as the as Kryn, the Vulcan gangster. That could have gone real stupid, and I think he really pulled it off. Uh, Vulcans are hard to play, and I think he really got it right. And a gangster Vulcan, and I love what he says. He goes, you need, basically, I'm paraphrasing, you need people like him to balance out the utopia. For a utopia to exist, you need people like him, like gangsters. Yeah. You know, uh, I thought that was really interesting the way they did that. And like I said, I thought that actor was was really good as as a gangster, as a Vulcan. If you haven't seen Kirk and I'm not even going to recommend you watch him in like the the Law and Order SUV thing or whatever he does or he did or does. You go watch him in Band of Brothers. He, he, oh, yeah. He's just incredible. Great the actor. Love- he, he was in Fringe, too. He, oh, uh, I was not. I didn't watch French, so I didn't know. But oh, okay, okay. okay. Yeah. Speaking. By the way, please a moment for Lance Reddick. Lance Reddick. Yes. What the Lance. hell happened? He was sixty years old. I know. I don't know. It's just I. I read somewhere it said natural causes. My gosh. And I. I commented uh, uh, on somebody's. Maybe it was Mark Altman's thread. I said he would. I was just thinking about him the other day. I was just thinking about him like day before yesterday, and how like man he would have been a great Vulcan, and or I'm like he would have been a great president of the Federation. He, oh well, uh, yeah. The guy had presence to spare, you know. You know? And I and I, so I I, it, I was just thinking about him in terms of Star Trek. So it's it's really kind of wild that he pops up in my news feed dead. I was a know? big fan of him on Bosch, and uh, I, I think uh, the Wire, Bosch. Uh, uh, I'm I'm blown away. Yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, but back to Kirk and that I I didn't love that, and he he did unfortunately have to do a bit of doing the little 
slow that, clap. Yeah, yeah. I don't like that. I, I just that should not be allowed. Um, just like saying let's do this thing. Those are two of my annoy things that annoy the crap out of me. But that's a little quibble. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I it was funny though when you knew Worf wasn't gonna die, but he peers behind right. him and yeah, he's yeah. he's like. Uh, what do you call it? The the Kalis technique and uh, his Kalis foo is pretty cool though. I gotta mm, say, you yeah, know, he's uh, got the Kalis foo going foo going on. Um, I I just felt those scenes ultimately Kirk being in there doing his best. I didn't think those scenes worked very well. Just to be honest with you. Okay, well I I I don't know that I disagree with you on that. I I was just I'm trying to find what I liked about them mm-hmm, out of mm-hmm. out of it. You know those scenes. You know obviously when you go from the excitement on the Titan and you go to those scenes, you you kind of like okay just, just let's get through it you know yeah you're not disappointed in it and it's not necessarily it's not bad at all it's no. just it just slows the pace down a little bit i think yeah. And, yeah. and it's i guess it's necessary because yeah. it's building up it's building up the backstory of what is happening because it's all together. coming together but they're, I, they're, they're converging finally right yeah yeah because you get wharf at the end but uh, you know we i hate when we we've got to do all this uh background structuring between you know you got sneed you got Kren, they're doing this. They, they've done some stuff at Daystrom Institute or Daystrom Station or whatever. You've right. got all this stuff that's happened that you don't know anything about. And they're all they're doing is talking about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you've got to try to visualize in your head exactly what it is they're talking about. And there's all the, I don't know, it just seems a little, what's the word, convoluted at that point. A, a little bit, yeah. A little, just a little bit convoluted at that. But I'm, I'm not disappointed in it. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I mean, like I said, I think it's a necessary evil, unfortunately. Yeah, I agree. When, you, when you've got this kind of, when you've got this kind of plot going. But, yeah. uh, you know, I can't slide it for what it is, though. No, it, 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 remember, I'm I'm Mr. Nitpick. So yeah, just that's yeah. all. No, I'm doing. I, I agree. I agree. I just, but I, I did really, I did really like him as, as a Vulcan. I thought that was, I thought in terms of all the people I've ever seen play Vulcans, I thought he did pretty good. I like that. There's a new dimension of Vulcans now with him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I liked it. And, and I, I do like the writerly conceit though. I like the idea that, because it's obvious, we know this, um, Previous seasons, am I thinking that right? Of dis- was it Discovery or was it this show? I don't remember. Where they had a Vulcan who was in prison somewhere for doing oh, some shiz. Yeah, yeah. And of course, Cybok was a renegade. I mean, not all Vulcans are like right, Spock. You're, yeah, you're going to, I mean, you know, you're going to have these few that, you know, run around like crazy people. But let's be honest, it would have been better if it was Stan. I mean, come on now. Oh. <laughs> or t- or, or t- <laughs> go ahead. What I was saying, now you're breaking your rule of, of making everything. I know, connect, right? I mean, well, this isn't this isn't the show. This isn't my show. That's the tyranny of nostalgia, isn't it? You it know? is the tyranny. But you know, but Stan, you know what? Stan knew 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 where his bread was buttered, but he probably That's wasn't true. brilliant. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> but but yeah. no, I I agree with you a, a lot about Kirk getting the role. I, I I thought that was fun. Whether he's a one off or he's in it beyond this, um, of course, this is the area where I found the most poached eggs. By the way, was it really? Yeah. I'll well, just tell you what you, I found. I you, found. You're, you're better at that stuff than I am. Well, when they, well thank you. But he's looking, it's because I'm a nitpicker. Um, you're a big picture guy. That's why I'm sitting here like I'm in the weeds. <laughs> and Lucas is like, here's, here's how we're going to do the story. I'd be in the writer's room and you'd be like, okay, Alex, you're going to write one page this week <laughs> no 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 yeah so so what i'm th- uh so it's obvious when uh between rafi and uh warp they're doing the computer search if you look at the screen carefully mourn is somebody oh, considered I, I talking to i didn't see that wow that's uh, cool also brunt oh from uh the frangi brunt yeah. fca oh uh, yeah, why yeah, couldn't yeah. it have been brunt because then we could have had jeffrey Combs. That would have been cool. I know. Yeah, and, we still got five episodes. And one more, by the way. Okay. The outrageous Okona himself was listed on there. Oh, Billy Okona. Campbell. Oh, yeah. The o- oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. I caught that. I was like, typey type. I'm sitting on my That's computer. I'm like, awesome. oh, cool. See, look, cool. I go for the Easter eggs just dug, like anybody else. I did, I did see the Enterprise F again on that, on that search, you know. And like I said, I've, I've seen it before. It says, if you look close... I did stop to see it. It's early, set for early decommission, Enterprise F. Well, I think we're getting close to that. Reminds me, my friend. I think we're getting close to finally seeing Jordy at the Fleet Museum. Oh yeah, gosh, I, well, that, that's going to be great. Can we get on with it though? I want to see Jordy. Yeah, yeah, 
and uh we've we've had a nice respite from brent spiner but i have a feeling that's about over so i'm sorry that was mean i'm sorry i'm in a well, mood i'm sorry <laughs> well i mean i i do i i will say it doesn't from what i've seen in the previews it doesn't look like they've got him all made up to look like a like a you know like a freaking like they did in the, what the first season of picard this you they know, just tried um, so hard to make him look I, and I, you know, I think Brent Spiner is great as Data, but I've never oh, yeah. seen him do anything else. But I don't know that he's got. I don't know that he does anything else. You know. Well, Maybe did you see him? And you saw him in Independence Day, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was. Did you kind see of a, a cartoon character in that? He did a role kind of nicely, uh, and he was kind of cartoony, uh, kind of role with a, a a not great movie with Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau right before they were kind of done. Oh, really? It, it was oh. on a cruise ship, I think. Yeah, oh, they, yeah, yeah. That actually I, reminds me, did you ever see Blunt Talk, that Stars series? Yes, yes The I first did. episode, it's got Patrick Stewart in it, and the camera pans over, and it's Brent Spiner playing piano, and I thought, that's perfect right there. I love yeah. I love that. So, I, yeah. not no slight to Brent Spiner as no. Data. We, we love yeah. Data. But we well, I think we're all dated right out. Uh, but I don't think we're getting dated this time. I just, I you know, as I always joke, the song remains the same. Yes, yes. it's always the song. Yeah, remains the yeah. same. I don't know. Um, they, they, they. they I, I think they've done about all they can do with that. But I'll Terry Metalis may pull one more trick out of the old. If anybody can do it, it's this guy, right? Yeah, I know. You right? know? Um, so that was remind. What about you? Uh, the 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 uh, poached eggs. Hmm. Um, I don't know that I had it really that much in this one or any at all that I can think of. Um, That's all right. There weren't that many, I don't think. No, uh, uh-uh, not in this one. No. no, this one was. I mean, it was uh, a lot of talking in this episode, but it was good talking. You know. Yeah. Um, so I I want to see Doctor Oak do more. You know, Doctor Oak, the girl that plays Doctor right. Oak, is Tiffany Shepis Treda. If you look at the credits. Her husband is one of the producers of the show, and he also Sean Tretta, and he also writes. I thought it was interesting that she has so little dialogue and so little to do, <laughs> and her husband is producer on the show. Uh, but well, uh, you know, Major see... Barrett knows the feeling. Yeah, right. right? Yeah. Uh huh. I'm looking at my notes here to see if there's anything else yeah. I missed. Uh, oh, one other thought I had about the changelings, about what's going on with Jack, was that I wonder if he's a human that the changelings have tried to turn into a changeling and maybe that's part of his problem too. It, it could be. I had a little note similar to that. Yeah. Is Jack a uh, mutant changeling? Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It's, I, it's, don't know. Uh, I did that. I just kept writing red Jack, red Jack, red Jack, mm-hmm. which if you're a TOS guy, you'll get that joke. Have you noticed, I, I really like that actor, but he, the, he acts over his eyebrows, like under his eyebrows, like every shot of him is like, Hugh Laurie used to do that a lot as house where he's just looking up through his you, you you almost want to like look up at me you know have you noticed that with him it's no. always it's just watch him it's uh, he's a great actor but it's it's he's always like you can see me but he's always like looking this way you know up past his eyebrows almost like his head's down all the time interesting um, no no it is it's it's got nothing to do with the character it's just his, his method of acting i guess yeah. it's just it's kind of like i almost want him to shake him like raise your head up you you yeah. already did do that a lot didn't he mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I, I always liked house by the yeah, way yeah i did too of course i loved hugh since black adder but um oh that's way back yeah. way but yeah it's a deep cut um Okay, uh, the big take I have, I'm just going to do my big track take for this one. Um, kind of like you just said a second ago, pretty talky episode by comparison. Um, some nice moments. Uh, I thought the Starship porn was A+. I thought that seeing Roe was interesting. I thought that I couldn't believe the writers, quote, went there with, like, maybe there was something there between she and Picard that nobody had really twigged onto. Um, I loved her sacrifice. Yes. Um, but that you know, makes sense because Michelle Forbes kind of was like, look, I'll do some guest spots on the original series, but I ain't doing this for the rest of my life. And right. I think she might have said, look, you know, I'm, you know, maybe well, you know, I mean, that, to do with that's the story, a, but that's a great example of a good character that everybody seemed to get attached to that when the sacrifice was made, it's you, you felt it. You yeah. know, it wasn't just a throwaway character that you're like, oh, man, that person really you felt that sacrifice, you know. Yeah. Uh, that was a good character to do that with. Yeah, which is why Star Trek Nemesis, part of the reason why it was not good, was because Data makes the ultra, ultimate sacrifice to save Picard, which is a la ripoff of Khan. We all know that part. Uh, but then, you know what? All 
just like uh, we've heard say all of that all of that capital that was spent on data sacrificing himself was immediately immediately gone because the next time we see it we see b4 before yeah all, yeah all you got to do is plug him in and you got data again yeah. and then of course nimoy had to come back for trek 3 the movie um which uh, if you listen to trek experts there's a lot of commentary about that and i'd never really thought about it too deeply until now and it's like you know it just kind of trek 2 will always be brilliant but and they should have stopped there in a lot of ways yeah. i think but yeah. but you know uh I, but it doesn't mean i'm well, that was a, that was a, that, that would have been a great turning point. That's where things could have changed. And instead, like we like we're just talking about, we always try to go back home, don't we? We always try to. You can't go home that, again, friends. You try can't. to duplicate that, and, and you know it's happening like with everything. And this is a side commentary, just mm -hmm. about like I, I just see it so much all over the place. It's like let's bring let's revive this. Let's bring this back. They're bringing back Michael Keaton as Batman and the Flash. And I had a conversation with a friend of mine about this the other day. It's like okay, you know, part of the reason why we loved '89 Batman was the whole vibe that movie was you're not going to have that vibe mm -mm. with even though michael keaton is batman back in the flash uh so be, be ready for that guys yeah. uh, you know i just you know some things just need to live in a bubble <laughs> well it our society is afflicted with nostalgia porn yes it really is it and really and is. look i'm not gonna lie to you i get i get a thrill down my leg when i saw oh, the yeah and when you know uh have by the way, has has he said it yet? Uh, tell me he said it, because I can't think if he has or not. But has Frake said, Red Alert? Has he done that? You know? Uh, uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe he did. I don't know. Because, you know, I used to love when he would say that on TV. Oh, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Bellow out Red Alert. Yeah. But I don't think for a minute I don't get this thrill when I see Oh, I know. When it's things. done right. When it's yeah. done right. I think yeah. it's I think it's great, and I think they're doing a lot of it right in yeah. Picard. Because right. when, when they in the past, when they've in new trek before previous picard previous discovery all that stuff when they've made these nods previously it's almost like the whole scene is built around that nostalgia or the yeah. whole there's, yeah. there's a like i i often think about like stranger things like the first season mm -hmm. of stranger things it wasn't about what was happening it's about this star wars poster in the background yeah. you know because we wanted to feel that you know yeah. they want us to feel that they want us to feel about the ego waffles you know, that's a bigger, that's steel. They make that stuff steal the scene. And uh, I think in Picard, it, it doesn't, they do it so tactfully. It, it doesn't take away anything. It doesn't yeah. steal from what we're watching. Well, and I'm Gen X, Stranger Things, that's my, that's basically my childhood or within three or four years uh, of it. So uh, that's aimed right at my heart, you know? Right. And, and I, I get to, I've gotten to a point, see, this is where I, and it may just be the way I express myself that seems like I, being nasty about it and i don't mean to be but i'm just getting more and more cynical about it um i yeah, don't it's, you know it's everywhere yeah. well look great literature great film great tv is it's manipulating your emotions you and you submit to it okay what i don't like is when all it is is about manipulation right mm -hmm. um the the this stuff should be sprinkled in it's like stephen king said you know verisimilitude you put a little real life into every story it as he described it it's the last bit of a handful of spice you throw into the spaghetti sauce because it's just the right amount of spice for that and i've always agreed with him about that i read it in his book on writing which he wrote 30 years ago it's a great book if i've read it many times you got to read it um so I just don't, I think you kind of said this, and I don't mean to repeat what you said in a different way, other than just to say that I just don't, just don't turn up the nostalgia porn to 11 here, folks. Let's have a little bit here, but let's tell a real story. And I think, by and large, that's what we're getting with the first half of stories. We're at the middle point now. The first five episodes of season three of a 10-episode season of Picard. Yep, I think you're absolutely right about that. Well, thank you. Wow. I think well, it's not a contest. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I mean, literally, thank you for saying that, because I mean, oh, you, yeah, can, fully, yeah, you yeah. can fully say, I think you're full of crap, man. No, you know, no, so, I think uh, you're totally right about that. I, I think it's, I, 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 I agree. I, I think you make a very great point with that, that they've, they've struck a chord with, with what they're doing, and it's, it's, it, it's just, it's hitting just right. It is. It is. It's I, you know, right. you know what? 
I always feel spoiled when I, I, I watch the end credits. Okay, I do. I do too, yeah. You know, well, you obviously do because you're picking out, you're going, I know that actor somewhere. Because you, <laughs> I mean, folks, this guy watches literally hundreds of films a year as a film critic. So you know all these people that I don't even know. And you're the first person I've ever met who knows the actors better than I do. Because, like, my friends will go, who's that guy? Who is that person? Who is that one? I'm always like, oh, well, that's uh, obviously John Delancey. He did his uh, first screen role in uh, Battlestar Galactica as a security <laughs> guard. Um, but but the the thing is is that the music is just like it's all the best music you know it's right the, yeah, uh, yeah you know and, and I'm just like bathing and, in it and, and I love they've duplicated or I guess duplicated I guess they've replicated uh, the Horner sound without mm -hmm. replicating the Horner theme it's almost yeah. like it's uh, it's almost like more of the Horner suite without what we know of the Horner Star Trek suite you yeah. Know? I do right? know what you're think... saying, and I think we might have touched on this previously, and I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll make the point I think I tried to make uh, about that before, because I agree with you. This music is better than TNG's music. Oh, yeah, totally. I agree. Because the incidental music in that show, most it's of so, the... It's so TV movie sounding. <sighs> and it was. I mean, it was a budget. You know, it was yeah. syndicated television. But... but can you think of a single sting or, not, not the artist, but a single music sting or a single... Uh, I can't think of any of the 90s era Trek show, and that, that includes DS9, maybe one or two bits that moved you the way this music moves you? No, they didn't do that. It, it was almost like they, they just needed to crank out an emotional, uh, it was just, it's just more emotional aesthetic is what, what they tried to put on. I don't know if it's emotional, but it just something to fill in the back. It's audio wallpaper. Um, kind of, kind of. I never, you know, I know, and it, the great thing about it was a real orchestra that they used. And a lot of people go on about a lot of the music that was, that was in those nineties era Star Trek shows, but it was all like, I'm with you. It's all sounds very incidental. Uh, and I always thought that even as a kid, you know, watching those shows, I felt that way. Uh, I mean, it was always, don't, 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 they were in trouble, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, the, the, if do you, I don't, I don't know TOS is not your original jam, but um, pardon the pun. Uh, I have like the soundtracks to the TOS, and no, no, that was distinct music, you know, right? You had so and, much different, di so many different themes throughout that show. And I can hum, I'll be walking around at work humming, humming the Gerald Freed, right? The battle, and God rest his soul, by the way, God rest his soul. We just lost him. Um, well, you know, there's one piece, I don't know if Reed did it, uh, or Courage, uh, called, called Brass Monkeys, and it's used like in the original, where no man has gone before, but it's a creepy sounding mm -hmm. thing, and then, can anybody forget the guitar licks that is Spock's theme? <laughs> and it's kind of, yeah. it's it's that, and it's kind of sad, melancholy. And it's otherworldly, other too, yeah. so very otherworldly. Um, and it's emotion. I mean, yeah. a, a, an emotionless sound or yeah. suppressed emotion sound. I guess you should. I should they managed it. It's like those those guitar strings are, t are tuned or wound really tight. I'm not a musician, yeah. but yeah. but I think you make a great point about that because that's what you're getting. So you know, we should save that. We are, we are actually whoa long gone here. Um, so that was so our. Did you give your grand take on this though? Uh, I, uh, I, I I really I enjoyed the episode. Um, you know, I I. I think it just shows just gets better and better, you know. Yeah. Um, so uh, I can't wait to I can't wait every week. I'm like I can't wait to see next week's episode. Well, and I and and you know actually I'll, I'll give it away that something that you said something nice to me. So I can't wait for you to watch this so we can get the show going this week. Come on, man. You know, and I was like you know you're being oh, yeah. nice and excited, but um, me too. I was like at first I thought well we'll push it to Sunday. And I, no, no, we can't do this. I got we got to do this soon. Well, um, I, I I just could not wait to talk about my Jack theories with you. Oh, uh, I was really excited to do that. Well, and I I think you I think you you've nailed this, man. It's, I don't I don't know. I mean, I've got a few. But uh, it's, well, my my great Tom Riker theory appears to have been crap. So you know, I, don't I don't know. It's I think I you know I think it's still too early to to know. I mean, every it's like it's like. You know, it would be per it's a perfect red herring amongst the changelings, oh, yeah. amongst, uh, you know, this idea of conspiracy, perhaps. I mean, nothing is what it seems. Right. So the Tom Riker thing could would just feed into that thematically even more so. So I think it, I think it's still possible.
And he goes, hey, folks, we want to know what you think, just like our friend Clint, uh, who, who got a hold of us with that stumper that we just don't know. We're going to keep an eye on that one from earlier. Um, I'll tell you what, if on any one of the audio podcasts, there's usually a, there should be a link in the show notes where you can send us a voicemail um, and ask your question. You could just say your first name. We'd love to know what city. Um, any, how long you've been a Star Trek fan? If you're, if you're all the way back to TOS, let us know. Or if you just, you know what, maybe you got hooked on track during discovery. We welcome all comers. We try not to offend anyone. It's just two guys who happen to be writers with our, and fans with our opinions. Um, so I'll tell you what, use the voicemail there, but if you want to email, I'll go ahead and give you my email address. This could be dangerous, but you can send me an email, Alex at Alex G P R. So that's A L E X at A L E X G is in green. P is in public. R is in relations.com. And just put in the subject line, Trek takes question or comment. And I will be glad to take those and we will read them on the air. Part of what we do, part of the conceit of this show is that we watch the show on Thursday. Uh, we take some notes. We try not to look at anything else about it until we record uh, usually about 8.30 at night central time. We're usually recording by then, and then you get it. Uh, the show's released Thursday nights, folks. You don't have to wait till Friday, just telling you. But it for sure, when you wake up Friday mornings, barring any problems, it should be wherever you follow mysterious goings-on in your podcast subscription feed. And if you're just dipping into this every now and then, come on, subscribe. You know you want to be a part of it. And last thing I'll say about this before we start to finish this thing here is Clint, Stay tuned. Um, I haven't run Lucas off yet. We might have something to tell everybody after about five more episodes of this. Uh, I do want to <laughs> tease one last thing, though. And I, Lucas and I kind of thought about it, but I don't know yet. We may, after this is all over, um, we might want to see if some of you want to join us for a Zoom call that we can record. And we could just have a round robin kind of Trexpert style oh, that, discussion that with our... A lot of fun, yeah. Just get some fr friends and fans of the show who mm -hmm. have great ideas that mm -hmm. probably... Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll surprise us both like you did with me today uh, with some cool theories and ideas about how things were and what's going on. We're thinking about doing that at the very end as a kind of a valedictory show. That would be a, a great wrap-up, yeah. Yeah, instead of just doing the last episode and saying adios, it might be yeah, fun to get some friends on it. Idea, yeah. um, anything else before we, we, before we, we go, buddy? Mm, uh, no, just keep listening and please... Uh, we love the feedback, so keep it going. I think it's oh. motivating. It's motivating because, like I said, we don't know that we're we're, we're doing such a we don't realize we're doing such a great job at having yeah. a podcast. So uh, I'll say this, dude: the downloads are they're good. They're not. I mean, we're not you know breaking records, but what I like is we're reaching quality people, obviously, mm -hmm. and that's the whole point. And uh, it's nice. It's nice to know that they really are listening and are thinking yeah. and uh, challenging us a little bit too. Um, by the way, we're big people. If we're full of crap, tell us. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, listen. Uh, I think we probably, uh, you know, we push these engines as far as they can go. Mm -hmm. I agree. Thanks for right. having me on again this week. Why is he thanking me? This is the guy who makes the show interesting. Thank you, my friend. All right. Talk to you next week when we bring you episode six of Picard season three. We don't know the title yet. Right here on Trek Takes on Mysterious Goings On. Thanks for joining us on Mysterious Goings On. Be sure to follow Mysterious Goings On wherever you get your podcast and never miss an episode. Don't forget, you can get the links to books and other things mentioned on the show at mgopod.com. Until next time, keep reading. Keep reading.